Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a wonderful bank holiday weekend. We've not got long to wait until the next one, have we? Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It is Tuesday, May the 2nd, and our top story by far on the website today is about an event that happened over the long weekend but led to some people being stuck in their cars for two and a half hours. Thousands headed to the car show near Detling yesterday, but not everyone managed to get in. Well, Lucy joins me now with more further. Firstly, Lucy, tell us a bit more about the event. So this was the BHP Performance Show and took place at the County Showground at Detling yesterday. High-performance vehicles and classic cars were on display. The website describes it as the southeast's biggest car show and says it's been running for 15 years, promising live demos, children's entertainment, a food village and trade stands. It goes on to say the gates open at 10 and you can just arrive and pay at the gate. And this was a new venue for the event, wasn't it? That's right. Last year it was held at Lydon Hill Racetrack between Canterbury and Dover. But as anyone who's been to an event at Detling before will know, if it's really busy, you can get a build-up of traffic. And at the moment, this isn't helped with major work going on at the Stockbury Roundabout. Now, some people took to social media to vent their frustrations. One said, we sat in traffic for two and a half hours, then gave up. What a joke. Poor organisation. Another added, we've been sat in traffic for ages. Absolutely pointless. Traffic chaos. We've left and are heading to the vintage car show in Faversham instead. While another said, joined the queue at 9.30am. Absolutely pointless. Gridlock. Poorly organised. Never again. There are also plenty of comments on the story on Kent Online with people reporting seeing the queues on the M20 from early in the morning. And what's the response been from organisers? Well, we have been in touch with them but haven't had a response yet. We've had a look at their Facebook page and the last post was on April 30th, the day before the event. But as soon as we do hear from them, we'll let you know what they've had to say. Lucy, thank you ever so much. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and some teachers in Kent are back out on strike. Marches were due to take place in Tunbridge Wells and Broadstairs as they call for better pay and conditions. Simon Kidwell from the National Association of Head Teachers says they have no other choice. All the teaching unions, they don't want to take coordinated action, they don't want to close schools, but we feel it's a last resort because we've got teachers in England who are looking over the border, Wales and Scotland, and saying, my contemporaries over there get paid more. Beth Farrell is a representative from the National Education Union. She says pupils are suffering because of a lack of funding. Our head teacher and our SLT team are working so hard to try and make sure they can stretch that budget as far as they can, but even they can't protect us from these budget cuts, and it's heartbreaking. Well, this is the fifth day of industrial action this year after they rejected an offer of a 4.5% pay rise and lump sum. You can let us know what you think about the strike action by commenting on our socials. This is one of our most read stories on the site today. A carjacker who wrenched a woman from her car in Deal while his own son begged him to stop has been sent to prison. Roger Porter grabbed the driver of a Ford Galaxy by the arm and threw her onto the street before driving off. A court heard the 37-year-old who lives on the high street had been drinking at the time. He'll spend the next three years behind bars. 
Whitstable man's been given a driving ban after being caught nearly five times the legal alcohol limit. The 47-year-old's car was pulled over in Lambs Walk and officers who carried out a breath test said they'd never seen such a high reading. He's also been given a suspended prison sentence and ordered to pay more than £230. Thousands of pounds worth of equipment has been stolen during a burglary at a tourist attraction in Thanet. Cash and tools were also taken from Quex Adventure Farm Park and Activity Centre in Birchington on Sunday night. Bosses say it's put a real strain on the business, especially during the cost of living crisis. One person has had to be treated by paramedics after a house fire in Deal. Crews were called to a bungalow in Pilots Avenue yesterday afternoon. The victim was already out of the property but was suffering from the effects of breathing in smoke. Meantime, firefighters have been on the scene of a caravan fire in New Romney. Crews were called to station approach in Littlestone just after half seven last night. It's thought the blaze was started on purpose. Kent Online reports. Now, the Kent Online podcast has been hearing how students from East Kent College will have the opportunity to build a massive new housing development in Folkestone. EKC is the largest provider of construction training in the country and a new partnership with Otterpool Park will allow local students to work on site. The plans include 10,000 homes, schools, workspaces, as well as green areas and leisure, arts and culture facilities. Well, Economic Development Manager John Foster has been speaking to Lucy. There are 20 to 25 years of construction activity that's going to go on here. And we're very keen that um, local people can benefit from the jobs and the employment and training opportunities that it will generate. And East Kent College has got an excellent reputation for as a provider of training uh, skills. Um, and I think they're the largest training provider in England for construction skills, actually. So we are working with them now to uh, try and ensure and encourage our contractors our house builders and their contractors and their supply chain to work with the college and provide opportunities for uh, their students um, to benefit from from Offball Park. And how important is it to have this local talent pool that you can dip into and and find the skills you need? It's really important that we have the local talent available. Uh, I think it's really important that local people can benefit um, from from Offball Park. Um, there is a, a huge number of uh, jobs that are needed and it will be fantastic if those could be provided locally and that the local people have the skills uh, and training to enable them to um, uh, come on to get into the labour market and work locally. Um, and you know, there is, a, there is a, a lot of different types of jobs within the construction trades that people can get into. I believe there's over 180 different types of jobs that people can get into. And so it's it's really important that um, it's available locally and it's really important for the house builders and the contractors that they have a ready supply of skilled labour that they can pull on um, as the development progresses over the years. And this really is a huge project that's, that's taking place down in Hyde, isn't it? This Otterpool Park development is going to be massive. And how exciting or maybe daunting is it for students having that right on their doorstep? And will it be competitive for them trying to, to get sort of their foot in the door with this? Well, I, I hope it won't be. I hope it won't be daunting. You know, I hope it'll be a real opportunity. I mean, it's to be able to work and live locally is, is a great thing. Um, and, you know, it, it is big scheme, you know, it is, you know, 600 hectares, it's, you know, up to 10,000 jobs, 
Um, but it's a real opportunity for you to well, live and, and work locally for most of your career, potentially, because it's, you know, it's going to go on for 20 to 30 years, the development. So it's a, it's a real opportunity. It's a really exciting opportunity for local people. And, and, I, and what we are hoping to do is to put in, put in plan a process by which they're going to be able to benefit from it. Kent Online reports. A motorcyclist in his 30s has died following a crash near Tunbridge Wells. He was travelling on the A21 towards Hastings when the collision happened at Pembury yesterday. We're told his pillion passenger was taken to hospital with serious injuries. No other vehicles were involved. More than 50,000 people have signed a petition to save the O2 Academy in Brixton. You may remember that the music venue is facing permanent closure following a crowd crush back in December that killed two people, including a security guard from Gravesend while campaigners have written to the local council and say shutting it would be a historical loss. Part of the A249 is set to close for an entire weekend as work continues on the Stockbury flyover project. The Sheppey-bound carriageway between the M20 at Junction 7 and Stockbury Roundabout will close from Friday, May the 12th until Monday the 15th. Anyone travelling that way will be diverted back down the A249 to Detling Hill onto the M20 and up Bluebell Hill, then back onto the M2. Bosses at Bluewater are putting up plans to convert retail units into leisure facilities with space for restaurants and bars. The proposal aims to bring empty units at the Dartford Shopping Centre back into use. It's hoped the entertainment hub could also attract the likes of Putt Shack, Ninja Warrior and Go 8. Kent Online News. Now, with the countdown to the coronation well and truly underway all this week, we're going to be hearing from people across the county who will be marking the occasion and it seems we're all pretty keen to celebrate. Kent has the joint highest number of street parties alongside Hampshire. 251 road closures have been approved by the County Council so people can come together over the bank holiday weekend. Most of those street parties are taking place on the Sunday. Meantime, a cadet band from Dover is going to be playing at the King's Coronation itself on Saturday. 35 members of the Duke of York's Royal Military School have been chosen to perform in Parliament Square. They're all aged between 9 and 13 and have been stepping up rehearsals in preparation for the big event. And it's not just the King who will be crowned at Westminster Abbey, but Queen Consort Camilla as well. She's had a long association with Battersea Brands Hatch as a patron and visited last year. Well, Louis has been speaking to Lisa Stockwell, who's a team leader at the centre. To have the come and visit after the first time was really, really exciting for everyone for all the staff that got involved there's a lot of planning beforehand for the actual visit but it was great you know her majesty seemed to have a really good time she was smiling throughout on her visit and you can really see how much she loves the animals that really came through with how you know when she got to meet them and interact with some of the dogs and and the cats that we had on site so it was a real boost to actually have our you know our current patron come and and visit us and see what we do and be able to you know, share, I guess, our passion for animals that she certainly has as well. So, like you said, it was her first visit to Brands Hatch, uh, the Brands Hatch Centre, sorry. Did that make it any more special? Definitely. I think, obviously, you know, lots of stuff happens at our, our main London site. So, for us at Brands Hatch, being the smallest site, it was really exciting for staff to actually be involved in something because, you know, it's high profile as, as her visiting us, really. And we have found out that Camilla will be named Queen. So, how do you feel that you can now say you have met the Queen? I'm really privileged and honoured actually because not many people you know can say that so for me to say that I've actually then you know met the Queen and been able to talk to her and 
have that, I think is, yeah, I feel really privileged and, and grateful to be able to have done that, certainly. I just think it was wonderful to have her come and actually visit our site. She owns two Batty dogs herself, Beth and Bluebell, two Jack Russells, a little bit like little petal here. And you can tell that she just has this absolute passion and love for animals like we do. So to be able to share that in our patron, who's now going to become the queen, it's just fantastic, really. And do you have any feelings towards the coronation? Obviously, it really is just around the corner now. Yeah, I'm quite excited about it, actually, because I feel like in you know my lifetime, I might get to see a couple of coronations. And so I'm really super excited about it. We've got events going on as well across our three sites. We're having coronation parties, celebrate. So, yeah, really, really excited, actually, for it. I think it will be um, a fabulous weekend to celebrate. And it always brings people together, doesn't it, as well? So I think that's always something that's really good. And working for Battersea, do you like the idea that they're encouraging people to go and help out in their communities? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I think, you know, for us, we rely so heavily on volunteer support on the sites and with our like foster carers or community foster carers. So I think encouraging people to actually, you know, have a look what, you know, what organisations can I go and um, help is it's just brilliant, really, because like for us, that's so important. So for that to be encouraged, I think, across the whole country is, is just fabulous. Kent Online Sports. Football, and it seems like quite a while ago now, but Gillingham's final home game of the season ended in a defeat. They lost 2-1 to Newport County in front of more than 7,000 fans at Priestfield on Saturday. And manager Neil Harris says he's going to put that one down to experience. Hugely disappointing. Now, look, lad's been brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Crowd, fantastic. Uh, I'm not going to get sucked into we didn't do this, we didn't do that. It, it was a, a flat performance. Um, First half, I thought we were slightly better team. Their chances come off set plays, which we knew. Uh, second half, I made a sub and we got worse. And that is just down to players not being able to adapt on the pitch. So I've learned loads today, as I keep saying after games, I've learned loads about the players, I've learned loads about the group today. Um, but that's as far as I want to go with, with, with not being happy. Um, since January the 14th, it's been a mega turnaround. Our performance has been excellent here. We've secured loads of points, got loads of goals. Um, so the bigger picture for me is lads have done great. I thought last week, actually, you know, the first game after becoming safe, you played with a lovely freedom and you were really attractive to, 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 to watch last week. But um, today, did it feel a bit like an end-of-season game with nothing on it? It did just felt like a game. I wouldn't say end-of-season game. Uh, the pitch was rubbish, I've got to be honest. The pitch was really slow. It looked really nice, but it weren't. It was really poor. And that's something we've got to get better with um, next season. Um, we wanted to pass the ball today. We passed it really well. Bradford, we wanted to move the ball quickly. Pitch, pitch and weather wasn't conducive to that. I thought we played the game second half a little bit like the weather. We got hotter and we got slower. Um, so, yeah, look, disappointment, definitely. Um, but again, the fans stuck with us because it weren't a great performance, but they're really proud of what we've done. The bit at the end where you, know, you sort of have the lap of honour and you've got a lot to, to, you know, to be very, very proud of this season. It's never quite the same after a defeat, is it? No, it's not, and and you know a few thousand people stay, you know, and thank you for that. A few thousand people would have stayed if we had, you know, won the game or drawn the game. And there's just a little bit probably. Just, it's been a long season for everybody, including the fan, including the fan who pays his money every week to come and watch us. I think today was just a collective of us. Everybody just went a little bit flatter, um, and I'm not pleased with it, but. 
I've got nothing more to say on it, to be honest. Goalkeeper Glenn Morris also spoke to us after the final whistle. He says the result goes against what fans have come to expect since the start of the year. It's disappointing. Um, I think it's it's not a reflection on, on us as a whole, as a group. Um, especially here, you know, we've been brilliant and it's just, um, you know, we set standards and we probably dropped a little bit below them. You know, it's just a stop-start game, very scrappy, um, and we just couldn't find our rhythm, I think, especially second half. It was just one of those, we just drifted away and it wasn't it wasn't our best performance. But, you know, as I said, on the whole here, we've been magnificent, so we can, you know, look back on that with, you know, you know great, great record here. So it's just it's one of those, we have to take it on the, on the chin and, and move on to next week. But Andrew said it might just be a, a little nudge to say that if we're not at the very top of our standings, then... then we are beatable and I guess sometimes you, you do need that little kick yeah and it's disappointing as well because um, you know two set plays which you know we um, you know we pride ourselves on and it was you know like I said we gave away quite a lot of free kicks and I think invited a lot of pressure and you know that can happen and especially the way they play um, you, know, they, you know fair play to them they, they, they've done a job on us today and it was um, you know a good performance from them and you know we was a little bit blow by like you said of course uh, last 24 hours you've agreed a new contract at the football club, so personally, you must be really delighted as today's sour that just just slightly maybe. Yeah, no, I'm I'm delighted to obviously to commit to next season and, and looking forward to that. Um, but like you said, you would like to back it up with a win. Um, but you know that's that's football. It you know happens that way. But yeah, very pleased to have got that sorted. One more game to go. Amazing as that may sound, at Salford a week on Monday. Uh, they still need the results getting the playoffs. You can go there and perhaps express yourselves, but I'm sure you won't want to end with, with two straight defeats. No, exactly that. Yeah, obviously losing today is, is probably you know going to give us a bit more of a you know kick up the bum to go up there and, and try and get a win. Um, you know more so than normal maybe. But um, yeah, we, like you said, we want to finish you know on a, on a good note and, and and not whimper you know last couple of games. So yeah, we'll, we'll go there you know you know fully you know expecting to try and try and get a win. Well, Glenn went on to be named Player of the Year at the Jill's end-of-season event at Priestfield on Sunday night. Former club chairman Paul Scally was also at the awards due. He's still a director at the club and has admitted he'd fallen out of love with the game before an email from Brad Gallinson changed everything. The new American owner contacted the former one about investing and, of course, we have all seen what's happened since then. Well, Paul Scally says he's still busy working behind the scenes and is confident they can improve even more next season. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. Whilst you're on the site today, you can see pictures of a huge Georgian mansion in the Kent countryside that's gone on the market for a whopping £32 million. Linton Park sits between Maidstone and Staple. It's got 12 bedrooms and 440 acres of land, including, would you believe, its own cricket pitch. We'll be back with the podcast tomorrow. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.